0: In a given month, over
1: 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Well, here in our uh, makeshift studio that we uh, usually use after Bill's games, Matt Bowe, the lights are already out. We know it was a long game then. Lights are out in the stadium.
2: Was this the longest game ever? I know it wasn't, actually. It felt like the longest game ever. It felt like this game never ended. I know that, obviously, there was the very scary stuff at the end of the first half that made it longer. Great news, by the way, Taylor Rapp recovering at home on Sunday evening. So that's a really good sign that he did not need further evaluation at the hospital or anything like that. So that's great news. But yeah, this game dragged and it felt like it took forever. And I know it was a little bit later. It was a 425 game, not a 405 game, but it felt like the other four o'clock games had ended like light years before this game had ended. I saw the final score of the 49ers game and the Seahawks game while like the fourth quarter was just starting here in Orchard Park. So it was a long one, but obviously if you were a Bills fan, you enjoyed probably most of it.
1: Yeah, it was um, the Sunday night game was about to kick off. Three hours and 23 minutes officially on the clock, but also officially Bills win 32-6. to six. Who, who had this, right? I mean, I, I said all week, look, hey, just get out the, get with the win. You're probably looking at 20 points scored. If you can get to 23-24, that'd be a nice game against this Jets defense. But here we are with Joe Brady in his first game as interim offensive coordinator. The numbers aren't gouty, but... The, the score, 32, that's the most points the Jets have given up all year. That's a, it's a nice, productive day. It's a really good day for Joe, Joe Brady's first day as OC.
2: Historically dominant defense, and the Bills were able to score more points on them than they have scored against any opponent since their Week 4 win against the Miami Dolphins. It makes you wonder. I do not think that this is a large enough sample size to say that Joe Brady is absolutely the answer or Ken Ken Dorsey was absolutely the problem, but it was a really good debut. What I said tonight on the news was you only get one chance at a first impression, and I think Joe Brady absolutely made the most of him. They did a lot of most of his. They did a lot of really impressive things this evening.
1: Yeah, did they do anything really different? I mean, there was some motion early on that we noticed. What do you think? What do you you think they did different?
2: They utilized the middle of the field a lot more than I thought they had done with Ken Dorsey in weeks past. They also spread the ball around, and it is not a bad thing to have complementary football, but Gabe Davis and Stefan Dix finished this game with a combined 27 receiving yards. Gabe Davis, another game where he did not have a catch. I don't even know if he had a target. He didn't. So there was that option route again. Cause I like snarkily said that's intentional grounding, but there was a hold which canceled it out. So
1: he would have had the target without the hole, but you're right. That was the only time. Otherwise no targets. And look, that is a good thing. Bad thing. The good news is you did all this without Gabe Davis or Stefan Diggs. And I don't think Stefan Diggs had a very good game personally. Anyway, he had a couple balls he should have brought in, but that's so you look at the ledger and you're like, okay, Kikade for 46, Shakir for 115, Ty Johnson, 47, James Cook, 29, Quentin Morris, 11, like, that's all great. The, the flip side is, okay, like, you got to have your one and two, number one and number two receiver being more involved. But, hey, you'll take it today. And this just allows other teams to say, hey, we got to you a little bit more than the other guys, too.
2: They ran the ball well. I think when you run the ball well, it opens up a lot of different things for you. Obviously, they had some big chunk plays. This game looks different because of the massive Ty Johnson touchdown on fourth and one. Love the call to go for it. Really smart play. They attacked the Jets there, and it turned into a big one. And then the Khalil Shakir play, which is the longest offensive play of the entire NFL season—not for the Bills, the entire NFL season. I think it's the longest catch for a touchdown. I think it's the longest offensive play. Was it? A
1: no, it was a no because it was eighty-one yards. And Brees Hall even had like an eighty-three-yard run against the Bills earlier in the year.
2: It wasn't a touchdown, though.
1: Right? You said play.
2: Oh, I meant touchdown. My bad. My, bad. my bad. My bad. So yeah, longest touchdown offensive play of the year. So that's a really cool thing and an absolute perfect ball from Josh that was that was about Ooh, a- he threaded that needle that's Josh being Josh that was Josh being Josh there was another one to Quentin Morris where he thread the needle and when I was watching it live I was like "Ooh, that looked like it could have been intercepted that's a bad decision but I mean it hit Quentin Morris hand. it was a really tough catch he was like sliding out of bounds basically It was a probably really, really tough catch to pull in. But another one where he thread the needle. I thought Josh looked really good today. I think if you just look at the box score, you see the one interception, you kind of roll your eyes because whatever, that happened at the end of the day. But I thought it was a really smart, efficient game for the quarterback, and I thought that Joe Brady put him in a position to capitalize when they needed to, but also not make the big mistake. It felt like for a little bit of the game they were playing not to make the mistake more than they were playing to attack the Jets' defense – But I think that's game plan specific because knowing who's on the other side and what offense you were going against, I feel like that needed to be the game plan in this game. This was not about like, let's go score 30 points, even though they did. This was about let's go score 20 points because we know the Jets aren't going to get to that. And then they got turnovers
1: on defense. We'll get to that in a second. So overall, Hyde Marks for Joe Brady on the offensive side. Let's just take a look at a couple of guys individually. James Cook, efficient again, 73 yards on the ground, but also through the air. Three catches for 29 yards. He has another 100-yard-plus performance overall. And how about Ty Johnson? This is one of those deals where I think, watching the wave unfolded today, watching his game, I think, you know what? I bet you Joe Brady was sitting back. It's one of those deals where you say, you know, if I ever get that job, I really like that guy. I'll use him more. That was Ty Johnson today. It feels like, to me, he was waiting to use Ty Johnson. Maybe maybe Ken Dorsey didn't want to as much. Didn't feel like it. He obviously did. Joe Brady did, and it worked out well.
2: It makes you wonder about Leonard Fournette, yeah. and I know that's like a weird thing to be bringing up in like our first segment after they had just won a game, but I thought Leonard Fournette would get activated this week, and that did not happen. I thought he would be elevated from the practice squad. Is there any reason, though, that they wouldn't elevate him and not have Latavius Murray active? I mean, Latavius Murray was not. Super efficient today. Latavius Murray had 10 carries for 35 yards, three and a half yards a carry. I would imagine that you can get that and then some from Leonard Fournette.
1: I, I don't know. Uh, that's just me. It's something you something that we can definitely, you know, kind of try to piece together, but it's a good problem to have mm-hmm. more than anything. How about Dalton Kincaid six for 46? He looked really good again. The only issue I have is zero targets in the second half for Dalton Kincaid. All came in the first half,
2: which is interesting, but a little of that was game script too. Because they get the touchdown to Ty Johnson, and then after that, what was it? How many plays into the drive was the Khalil Shakir touchdown? Two. Two plays into the drive. So at that point, they really didn't throw the ball after that, like really at all. I think they had a couple attempts, and then it was just trying to eat up as much clock and run the ball as much as possible.
1: I felt like early in the game, Sherfield and Hardy were on the field a little bit more than what we normally see, but we'll wait for the snap counts to actually – officially come out. A nice day for the Buffalo Bills offense. Let's take a look at the overall totals. I mean, this is a game against the New York Jets, remember, right? 393 yards of offense. 5.5 yards of play is not a lot, but it was efficient. And they got the yards they needed to get, and they scored points. That's the biggest thing for me, scoring the points. All year it's been, this is the reverse. All year it's been, man, they're moving the ball, moving the ball, moving the ball, but they can't score points. Mm-hmm. Today it was, they didn't really have tons of yards under 400. Still a nice day, nice day. Mm-hmm. But they scored 32 points. The second most they've had all year, maybe third most, I think it is. But then you have the most the Jets have given up all year, which says a lot.
2: Yeah, this is a really good defense. I mean, historically, like a historically dominant defense. The stat from Field Yates before this game from ESPN was bananas to me. That they have not allowed a receiver to score a touchdown since Stefan Diggs did week one. So you go all the way from week one to week 11 where they do not allow a receiver to score a touchdown. And then in this game, Khalil Shakir's touchdown snaps that streak. I think it would have been – he didn't get there. I think Josh finished with like 275 yards. If he would have surpassed 300, I think it was the first time in like – it would have been the first time in like a year and a half where they had – 20-something games, Yeah, so they had somebody go for over 300 yards on them. This is a good defense, and I think that's a good sign for this moving forward. Not only was the Bills' offense effective, they moved the ball, they scored points – They did it against the best defense that they have played this season and the best defense that they will play. It is about to get very difficult because the Eagles have a good defense, the Chiefs have a good defense, and the Cowboys have a good defense. Good is probably putting it lightly. They have very good defenses. But you know now you can score points against the top-tier defenses. You just got to try and have games where you don't make big mistakes. I feel like most people will feel a lot better about their outlook for the entire season and for those really tough games coming up after this game because of how dominant it was and because of how much better they looked offensively.
1: They looked very good offensively, but completely dominant on defense. Let's talk about that
0: group. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?